What makes a song perfect? Does it get stuck in your head? Give you all the feels? Make you get up and dance? Is it just personal taste? Or are there some objective qualities that elevate a song to this level? Join us as we attempt to answer these questions and more. This is The Perfect Song. Welcome to The Perfect Song. And today we're discussing a very, very popular song uh, by a very popular group, Fleetwood Mac. And the song is The Chain from the huge album Rumors from 1977. Now, this album is steeped in lore, as it were. Um, it was being recorded while members of the band were breaking up and had being in turmoil, basically, and uh, kind of hating each other a bit, but somehow finished the, uh, finished the recording. My favorite story from this era of Fleetwood Mac, uh, Christine McVie wrote uh, You Make Love and Fun. And so she wrote that song, but she and John McVie were having real problems in their marriage. Like, and they were not loving each other. (laughs) And it wasn't fun. So he was like, what the hell is this song about? And she wrote it because she was having an affair with one of the roadies. Nice. And she just said like, oh, it's about how much I love our dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, the chain. The chain was put together from uh, bits and pieces of uh, their songs. Like, like the intro was from Lindsey Buckingham, and and there was a, a bass line John McVie had or something. So it was like a lot of different pieces sort of put together to make the song, and you can kind of hear that. Um, but yeah, again, hugely popular song, hugely popular album from a hugely popular group. So tell me, um, what was your first memory of uh, this particular Fleetwood Mac song? You want to go first, Alan? Sure. I have a very clear memory of this song. Uh, driving to uh, my grandfather's funeral, listening to this song mm-hmm. in the car. Uh, we had a cassette player in the car, but we had previous to that, we had a um, eight track player, but we like replaced it with a cassette player. And this was the only cassette we had was this album. So we basically listened to this album for, I want to say, like four or five hours. Wow. Yeah. So I have a very vivid <laughs> uh, memory. Well, luckily, you know, the album didn't go anywhere. So you never had to hear it on the radio at all. Later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in movies or. <laughs> and, the, and the discord within it kind of, even though it was nothing at all, like the feeling I was having. I mean, factually, I wasn't breaking up with my grandfather, although in a way, Mm. uh, but that kind of discord resonated with me in my sadness. Mm. Uh, Fully admit, um, I didn't know the song until in the last 10 years. Um, And that's because I was never a Fleetwood Mac fan. Uh, Never really got into them. Nobody in my family really was a fan or anything like that. So I didn't really hear them until yeah like the last 10 i mean i'd heard songs obviously but i didn't really know the songs until the last 10 years and so i actually when i was doing this i never listened to rumors all the way through so i listened to the entire album all the way through (laughs) for the first time just a week ago wow um i think it's a strong i know 
<laughs> it is. It and I actually have a much greater appreciation. And that's when I learned all the stories of like what was going on with making of the album and stuff like that. And I felt that the song is probably my favorite from the album. Um, and I like the idea. It was also the only song that I noticed that was credited to the entire band rather than like specific members. Mm-hmm. And I like the taking bits and pieces as you pointed out, like it was kind of stitched together from different things that different band members had done. And I actually like that because since the song itself is about chains that bind us, but they're being broken. And I, I like how that all, all worked together. It's like all these different musical point of views mm-hmm. being held together in this song, the way they're being held together with yeah. personal issues. And I really felt a, a lot more about the song, probably because of my age too, that I see a lot more in it. If I were to listen to it when I was a teen, I I would probably be, okay, yeah, it's fun. It's a good song, whatever. But now I actually listen to it and have a great appreciation and actually have, I, I it made me want to listen to a little bit more Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. now that I never really got into them. So, nice. um, and it's because of the song and, and granted, I, I did hear the song, I think they had it in Guardians of the Galaxy, one of one of the movies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there are some times that I have heard it, but never really listened to it until right. just recently. So. so there's no component of nostalgia for you for the song. It's just like no. you listen to it as a song. and Yeah. Yeah. And you appreciate it. Yeah. For me, it is. There's an element of that nostalgia part. Like I have vivid memories some sometime in the 70s, just playing this over and over again. There are a limited number of albums in the house. <laughs> so um, I would play this one quite a bit. The structure of the song, I'll get into that a little bit. It's like, it starts out kind of with this. I had some great notes that I lost. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I had some great like adjectives I was using and everything. Anyway, um, what I do remember is I, I sort of describe the intro as like, a, it's like sinister, gothic, but funky almost with the the way the guitar, there's a guitar, but is that like a mandolin or some other type of instrument? I don't actually know. Banjo even? Not Maybe. Sure. The interesting thing, uh, it's a long story as to why I know this, but Lindsey Buckingham learned how to play the guitar, I think, by listening to the Kingston Trio. <laughs> they are like, but he was listening to a banjo. like So he plays the guitar using banjo-like mm picking again i'm Mm -hmm. not a musician so it's hard right well yeah so even if it is a guitar it is very much picked in the style of like that banjo kind of plucky plucky sound uh and then yeah you get the verses with that kind of pulsing tone mood and then we get to the chorus and it kind of there's and i'm feeling that maybe this is a part that someone else put together because it's a little more upbeat and the thing that really stands out is that after we get through a couple more verse chorus uh, sections, we get this breakdown where it's just this bass that is just yeah. like do 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 do, and you're like, what's going on in the song right now? And then it just winds up and builds up to this kind of rock and rollicking end, and you've got Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham having a singing argument. That's the way I thought about it, you know, where um. She's saying the chain, chain will keep us together. And he's going running in the shadows, which to me is like, but we got to hide or, you know, or it's mm-hmm. like all on the down low, you know, and it just sort of builds with the guitar solo and the, you know, the tempo of the drums picking up. It's, it's a great ending. 
Uh, so yeah, that's, that's sort of my take on it. Yeah. A, a couple of things that I, that I noticed when I was listening to it, it's, it's, I never realized how good of a drummer Mick Fleetwood actually is. He's a yeah. really good drummer. Yeah, he is. And uh, even those, those simple little parts where he's just kind of keeping the beat, but he's doing little, little flourishes. Yeah. That are just kind of like working. That stood out a lot to me. Um, I actually, the, the chain keep us together and run in the shadow. I, I took a little bit differently. So I, I, yeah. it's interesting to hear your take because the chain keep us together. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, that we're hold, we're trying to hold it together. We're actually saying, please hold it together kind of thing. And I was looking at running the shadows, like they're running. There's sort of this dishonesty and disloyalty going on. And that's what I yeah, was taking sure. it as. And so that, that was an ending for ending to the song for me that actually at the end, I, I felt like they were saying our chain is completely broken at the end. Oh, that's what, <laughs> that's what I meant. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I like that. I like that take too. Yeah. How about you? Al? How, uh, what's your reaction of the sort of the, how it's put together and the. Well, that. I love the, uh, the contrast between uh, the sparseness of the beginning, kind of almost ethereal, like you're in this weird, like, where are they? Where, you know, and, but then the, the, the end of the song is so full again, there's sparseness in that baseline. It, it just kind of goes back and forth between this uh, concophony of uh, feelings or wants or desires. And then this like weird, sparse, almost haunted kind of uh, parts at the beginning and in the middle. Mm -hmm. I like that contrast. When you talk about the beginning, I the, one of the words that I wrote down on my notes for myself was, it seemed very incantatory and in, 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 like, like almost like Stevie Nicks wrote that part because of <laughs> the way, the way she, it felt like an incantation. To She's me. conjuring something. She's that's, a what, that's, what it, that's what the whole beginning felt like to me. Yeah, um, yeah like, exactly. That's like that gothic and sinister mm -hmm. under underpinning or whatever. I want to mention though, just the vocal, and this is true with a lot of their songs, the vocal harmonizing and everything is just so great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just want to point that out. It's awesome, y'all. When it kicks into the higher gear, I guess is the best way to put it. And and you don't love me now. And that 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 whole part really gets me. Mm. And and I like the how they do that. And it and it works really well. And that's really makes the, the song even better for me, how they 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 melded those different sounds to to work in a cohesive uh, yeah. song. Yeah. Definitely. Uh Speech which shows great songwriting. Writer. Yeah. It shows and, a great songwriting and that they had they had they they work they work well together as artists. <laughs> Not in relationships, <laughs> but as artists. Right. Yeah. And you know, they're very good at well, if you have the personal experience, I guess it's easier to write the song and really feel it and be and yeah. be true to it because it was happening. Well, well, let's get to the question. Uh, a perfect song, perhaps. Uh who who should we go with? How about I can go? Okay. How about okay. you, Mike? Tell okay. me. Because you're new to the I game. actually, I'm actually going for yes on this one, mm. um, and not that it evokes any sort of nostalgia for me, but just I just thought the way it's put together, what it actually says, and actually the entire sound of it and everything, and and the themes and how it starts off the way it does and ends the way it does, it just has a complete flow and structure and story that I like, and. I, I couldn't find really anything wrong with it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was trying to, I was really trying to find, since I wasn't a fan of theirs, 
trying to find some criticism and I could not find one for this song. Hmm. So nice. Uh, I'm going to go next and say, I agree with Mike. And I do have that extra component of remembering hearing it uh, early on in my, my life. And also just since then hearing it a lot, because I do play this album once in a while (laughs) um, because it's so good. So I, I think it is, I think it's a perfect song. I'll go with it. Uh, and then I will, I, th- I mean, I definitely say, think it's the perfect Fleetwood Mac song. Uh, and Mike, you alluded to this earlier. There is a sense with a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs that it's like five talented individuals, but this one's taking like he, like Lindsay Buckingham wrote this one or Stevie Nicks wrote this yeah. one. They all contributed on this. And I think you can feel it. It feels like all five members, even though obviously they all play on all the songs we're working together even though it's about how it's all falling apart yeah. so i yeah i'm gonna agree and i'm gonna say perfect song yeah they made it work and all, all of them really showed up in the recording session you know and it was all it was all strong even though they hated each other <laughs> yeah, you know hate love hate it's a thin line between love and hate according and then, to chrissy Hines. And, then, and then you just add a lot of cocaine so yeah there you go. Well, that uh, that was we're in agreement. I think that's the perfect song. Um, feel free to uh, let us know what you think about this song or other Fleetwood Mac songs. And uh, I, I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Gen Explainers podcast. Follow us on Instagram and friend us on Facebook. Just search for Gen Explainers and find us on Patreon, where you can support the channel and gain access to extended cuts of the podcast as well as exclusive bonus content. See you next time.